What's going on squad? Welcome to FitFlow Radio, the number one podcast brought to you by the team at Impact Evolution. This podcast is actually built to help you improve on that 1% better mentality. Tune in to each episode that's going to help you catapult your fitness nutrition mindset to new levels of success. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode on FitFlow Radio brought to you by the coaches of Impact Evolution. I'm your host today, Coach Andy James, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about two easy ways to diet down this summer. The reason why I want to talk about this in this particular episode is because I'm seeing a lot of summer trends kicking up with diets again right now. There's a lot of talk around different ways of creating a result. And all of these different ways, in my opinion, they're creating a lot of confusion for people. They're creating confusion around what way is going to be working best for me. Do I have to use this particular way of dieting to produce a result? Because I know sustainably I'm not going to be able to maintain this long term. That isn't what we're talking about. We're not looking to create a short term result. We're looking to create sustainability. So there's two easy ways that I'm going to talk to you about in this particular podcast that's going to help you move forwards. One of them is a monitored way and one of them is a free tracking way. So you don't really need to pay too much attention to the tracking side of things, but there's a mindful element that goes with it. So the first one I want to talk about really is macro tracking. Now, some people I know are familiar with this. Macro tracking is basically having a number of calories that are then obviously your macronutrient profile is then dictating the amount of calories that you're eating. So your proteins, fats and carbs are the substrate of your calorie intake. Now, this way in itself is probably the most monitored way to be able to produce a result long term that's going to help you be more accountable to measured intake. Now, one of the things that we always say, and especially Coach Dan who's on the team as well, he always says, if it can be measured, it can be monitored. And that is true to say is that what's coming in, we can measure this. And if it's coming in, we can measure it. And then what's the output as well, we can measure this. So the accuracy of the result that we're looking to produce is more determined. We can actually preempt what's going to happen. Macro tracking isn't for everybody though. And I know there's a lot of people out there, especially people that have had maybe some kind of dietary issue in the past, dietary illness in the past, this is not going to be a way that's going to be suitable for you to move forward long term because it makes food very present in the choices and decisions that you make. But macro tracking is probably one of the best ways of producing a result in the sense of being very accountable because you can kind of see where you're going wrong or what adjustments you need to make to produce a better, quicker, more sustainable long-term result. But I say sustainable there because a lot of people do get into macro tracking long-term and it becomes an intuitive way of eating. And that's the second part is intuitive eating. Now, most of the time macro tracking leads into intuitive eating because you you get a very good sense of portion sizes, how much you physically need, how much your sort of your intake is being provided throughout the day. Now, set meal times, we'll talk simple terms. But if you're looking at a more of intuitive way of eating, it's more of a case of intuitive eating is really about not having restrictions around eating times, eating windows, types of foods that are coming in, but it's more about how you're physically feeling and then the long-term result that you're producing. But with intuitive eating you're not going to be as accountable with the numbers and that's the difference if you're very accountable with numbers you can be a little bit more dialed in a bit more precise you might get a quicker result but if you're going to be taking an intuitive approach just be a bit more patient patience is really the thing that you need when you come down to intuitive eating because you need to be able to test trial and take feedback from different approaches and when you're doing this this isn't going to be a situation that's going to be bad or creating a you know oh i'm not really producing a result right now intuitive eating is not for me you just need to make some adjustments in how you're actually 
is setting yourself with intuitive eating. The thing with intuitive eating though is it's gonna give you more freedom for food and it's not gonna hold you restricted and bound. Maybe you've had some kind of dietary, I don't wanna say, I don't like referring to dietary illnesses as illnesses that have been restrictive in the past, but maybe it's caused something that's been a, a traumatic period of, of time in your life. It's really not sort of been, it's not been productive for you and you've created some kind of like obsession with food and you know that if you're going to go down a tracked route and you're logging all this food and this information, all of a sudden these issues are gonna be like, oh, well, you know, I know how much I'm eating and this is now a problem. Like, I now feel like I'm overeating. Now this is a problem. Intuitive eating might be the way forward for you. Intuitive eating is gonna be the one that's gonna allow you with less food restriction. It's not gonna allow you to feel as dialed in on the measuring side of things, but it's definitely going to allow you a lot more flexibility when it comes down to freedom with food, social events, being sort of more in tune with what's going on in your environment. You don't have to be, I can't have this off a menu because it doesn't fit my diet plan. This doesn't fit my macro structure. It's more of a case of, actually, I can have this on the meal, but I know that maybe tomorrow I, I up my cardio a little bit, or maybe tomorrow I pull my calories down a little bit, or I just sort of eat until I'm full rather than overeating or sort of trying to cram that food in and you're not feeling like that. Sometimes you can feel that way when you're tracking food, when it's a measured approach. So intuitive eating is more really about knowing what you've got around you in your environment and how you're physically responding to it. Now, this takes patience because there's going to be a lot of, I call it trial and feedback because I don't believe in error. Um, error, is, error is feedback if we're willing to take the lesson from it. So this is trial and feedback, not trial and error. Intuitive eating might take you a little bit longer to establish because you're looking for the reasons to how your body's responding, what you're getting back from it, how it's making you feel, or the foods that I'm selecting that I'm actually enjoying. These are all positive moves forwards because it's not going to allow you to be tied into something that feels very restrictive or monitored. It's the monitoring side of things like macro tracking causes issues with dietary compliance, let's say. This is the thing that people struggle with most when it comes down to choosing an approach that best fits them. A lot of people don't like to track, but I think if you're going to go down that, me personally, I would say if you're going down the intuitive eating route, you have to set up some kind of visual measurement system to know what you're eating, or you get used to eating till that 80% full mark where you're not over consuming foods, but you're still choosing foods that fit with what you want and you're not being bound by some kind of measurement or some kind of way of tracking. So that's the first two ways. That's the reason why I want to talk about this. The reason behind this is simply because at this time of the year, summer, there's a lot of fad things that start kicking off and there's a lot of people that start picking up new diets, new ways of approaches, massively restrictive calorie eating just because it's summer. Just because it's this time of the year doesn't mean that you should be changing your approach to anything that you're doing. You're looking for your diet to be sustainable long-term. It's these constant ebbs and flows of in and out that we're in when we're in a dieting phase that's causing these problems short-term and then producing bigger health risks long-term. If you're constantly in a diet, then over-consuming out of a diet and then back in a diet and over, and this is repetitive year on year, the amount of stress this causes on your body over a short and long period of time is it's undoable, but I wouldn't say that it's it's not a, it's not an advised approach to say that this is a way to keep sort of hitting your summers hard and being in good shape for summer and coming off the back end of it and sort of letting go of the reins a little bit. I would say is to find a way that's you know fitting for you and help and have yourself move forwards. It's an accountable way that fits in with your lifestyle. That's what it's about. Having the way that you choose to diet should fit your lifestyle long term. You shouldn't be coming in a phase and out of a phase and trying different approaches at different times of the years because they're all setting yourself up for inevitably ways of failure. You're only going to be sustainable for a period of time, not a length of time. So that in itself is something that you need to be a bit more observant about is how am I setting myself up? Am I am I doing something now that I can sustain long term? Or am I doing something now that's only going to be for a short period of time, possibly produce me a result? But I know that I will go back to different ways. If you have that come up in the solution as to what you're trying to currently achieve, that you will go back to different ways. You need to reassess how you're currently approaching dieting. Dieting being food, just being consumed, not the type of 
food that you're currently eating. So I would say that really be mindful of the approach that you're going to take with food because food is fundamentally 70-80% of what we really do when it comes down to sustainability of long-term health. The exercise thing is, you know, it's manipulative. We can craft and mold this however we like, different ways of doing so. But I think the biggest majority of people struggle with dieting long-term is because they don't really feel like they know the approach that they should be taking. You have a diet, you currently eat in a particular way. If you can identify this particular way that you're eating, you can actually then craft this around a long-term strategy. If you're struggling with this, this is what we're here for. This is what exists, exactly what we do. Just reach out to us um, and we can help you find a way that's going to help you suit you moving forward. But that in itself can be a bit of a minefield. Where do I go? What do I do? Who do I ask? What's the best approach for me? There's no singular approach that's going to fit you personally. There's an approach that you can sustain long-term and that's the one that we always encourage. Short-term dieting is great for a short-term fix. But if you're looking to change your health, not just momentarily, but long-term, this is something that you need to be considering is what dieting methods do I need to approach? Because long-term approach is always going to be what's going to have you produce the long-term result and maintain that particular physique or that level of health that you've been looking and searching for for a long time. So if you know somebody that's going to benefit from this particular message in this podcast, do me a favor, screenshot this podcast, post it to your stories and tag that person in it. You don't have to tag me, but tag that person in it and just let them know that you're thinking of them because they might have been struggling with something along the way that this might actually click for them and might help them. So until next time, you guys keep getting 1% better because that's what we're all about. You get 1% better every single day and I'll catch you in the next podcast. I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Thanks for tuning into the podcast today. If you've got value from this podcast, just do me a quick favor. Take a quick screenshot, upload it to your social media stories and tag me in this at Coach Andy James. That's all one word, at Coach Andy James. By sharing this, you could actually help one of your friends, but it also helps us grow as a platform. We've currently got a four-week free downloadable that's going to help you be more progressive, more productive and more accountable for your transformation. If you pop over to www.coachandyjames.com, pop in your email address. From this coming Monday, you'll begin to receive for the next four weeks a free downloadable downloadable different each week that's going to help you produce a better transformational result. I'll speak to you in the next podcast. Take care. Thanks for being part of the squad.